Hey, welcome to the SEC Sports Vibe podcast. This is the pilot episode. My name is Jeremy Atkins, and I'll be joining you every week to bring you the latest and greatest in SEC sports. I truly believe the SEC conference is the absolute best conference in all of college sports. A little bit about myself. I am an avid Georgia Bulldogs fan, which means from the time that I was a kid, I lived and breathed SEC sports, particularly the Georgia Bulldogs. Now, I was born and raised in a town called Rome, Georgia, and when I turned 25, which was 15 years ago, I moved to Ohio, right in the middle of Buckeye country. And even though I'm here, I'm still supporting the dogs. I will never stop supporting the dogs and I will never be a Buckeye. So I am married to a Bama grad. So as you can probably guess, that has its ups and downs. I've been in the mortgage industry for the last 15 years. I have a master's degree in business, a bachelor's degree in Spanish, and I'm currently working on my PhD in management. So this is really my first dabble in podcasting. I've been a blogger for the last four years and have recently started a dad blog called makemeamanhattan.com. On that dad blog, I share all my tastings that I go to, bourbon, wine, craft beer, you name it, I'm going to taste it and review it. I also share my perspective as a dad to four kids. I talk about life in general, sports, travel, you name it. It's a great place to go and blow steam when I need to. MakeMeManhattan.com. Go over and subscribe. So on today's episode, I just want to set the expectation as to what this podcast is about. It is not a podcast where I'm only going to talk about Georgia. I'm going to talk about all of the SEC. I'm going to talk about all the sports within the SEC conference, not just football, even though it is football season. And there was a huge Georgia football game this past weekend, which we will talk about. I want to try to release one episode per week. If I can do that, I'll be happy. And especially during college football season, I would like to try to get an episode dropped every Sunday. That way I can analyze the weekend of absolute mayhem in SEC football. So I'm going to talk about scores. I'm going to talk about news. I'm going to talk about recruiting. I'm going to talk about the funny things that go on in the SEC. So there there are a lot of fun SEC fans out there, and I really want to try to touch on a little bit of all of them throughout the SEC conference. So on today's episode, I want to recap the big game this past weekend. And for me, it was Georgia versus Notre Dame. And for the last year, I have been preparing for this epic battle. This battle had been set in stone for a long time. We all remember what happened two years ago. Georgia strolls into South Bend, Indiana, takes over the stadium. I mean, how can you, as the home crowd, allow more visitors than your own home crowd? fan base is really quite impressive. So I knew Notre Dame was not going to come down to Athens and do the same thing because Georgia, we're too loyal to our fans or to our team 
to sell them out and sell the tickets to the visiting team. So what happened? There were over 93,000 fans at that game. And I heard about eight of those, maybe, were Notre Dame fans. Over 70,000 people were in Athens for that game who did not have tickets. So you can imagine how incredible that environment must have been. So what I want to talk about now is what the experts were saying about that matchup. All the experts were saying Georgia is going to run over Notre Dame. Georgia is going to overpower Notre Dame. Notre Dame doesn't stand a chance. And, you know, I wanted to believe that. I also listened to game day as every single picker, including including Corso, picked the Georgia Bulldogs with a big win. I knew better than to say Georgia was going to run all over them because, yes, they're the number seven ranked team in the country at that point. And they're not just going to roll over to Georgia. They did go into a hostile environment where that fan base, it was just incredible what was going on in Athens. I'm very proud to know that the fans really did impact the game. So I knew going in that even though all of these experts picked Georgia by about two touchdowns, that it was going to be closer and we were not disappointed. Georgia got off to a slow start. Notre Dame actually scored first. And we finally, uh, you know, we were down by a field goal at halftime. And Kirby always makes good halftime adjustments. So what does he do? He changes things up. He starts moving with a little bit of pace. Georgia finally gets on a roll. And then the fake injuries happen. Come on. Now, Brian Kelly, the head coach of Notre Dame, adamantly, denies that his players were faking injuries. Did you guys not see the same video that I saw? I mean, it's so blatant. At least the one we saw where the player shoved his teammate to the ground in an effort to have the clock stopped, which happened. When? When Georgia was running the ball, when they were moving moving downfield and running at a fast pace. The second time it happened, Apparently, a player got poked in the eye, had to run off the field, and get some eye drops. Okay, that one is a little more believable. That does happen, but come on. The first one, they faked it. It's, it's a fake, and it's, it's, it's tasteless, it's classless, it's poor sportsmanship. If you want to stop the clock, Notre Dame, how about playing some defense and stopping Georgia? That's how you stop the clock and get the ball back. You don't get out there and take the low road and fake an injury. Now, am I saying they do this all the time? I don't watch enough Notre Dame football to say, hey, they do this all the time. They did it in this game. And what's more amazing to me is that the officials were right around that area and they didn't do anything about it. Gary Danielson is the worst sports announcer I have ever heard. He is so biased against Georgia's football that I should have known he would have defended these officials and defended Notre Dame. So what were they saying? They were saying that, well, there's no way to know for sure that a player isn't truly hurt. 
while I really understand that, nobody was laying on the ground, rolling around in pain. And the guy was shoved down to the ground by his own player. It's not like he was trying to stop the clock, but they resulted to some tactic, any tactic to stop Georgia. It's it's really did put a damper on the whole atmosphere because here Georgia was playing their hearts out. Now, do I think that Georgia had some questionable plays? Yeah, maybe a couple of things here and there that need to be cleaned up, but nothing blatant. We didn't have any roughing the passers. We didn't have any face masks. I don't think we had any late hit out of bounds calls. Um, I can't remember if there was an unsportsmanlike or not, but the fact that, you know, Notre Dame thought that they would go that route to fake an injury to stop the drive of the, of the Georgia Bulldogs. I just, you know what, man up, you know, you're, you're playing for one of the most legendary colleges in the country, Notre Dame. I mean, Rudy, have you guys not seen Rudy? Notre Dame. And you're you're choosing to go that route. And Brian Kelly didn't even, from what I understand, didn't even discipline his players for it. He denied it. Come on. I don't get it. Anyway, we come out on top, 23-17. Georgia remains undefeated, 4-0. Get no respect from ESPN. Kirk freaking Herbstreet. Now, I live in Kirk Herbstreet's hometown where he played high school football for the Centerville Elks. So I despise this guy. I, I don't know what he doesn't like about Georgia. What did he want us to do? Beat them 50 to nothing? They are a ranked team. They are legit. It was a bloodbath. We came out on top. We played better. We won. He's more impressed with Notre Dame? Come on, Kirk. Come on. You know what? It's all good because Kirk doesn't sit on that college football playoff committee. He doesn't. So I think we sit there at three again, which is okay. Clemson, number one. Alabama, number two. So look at there. Two more SEC teams in the top three. You know, the Florida Gators continue to roll even without Felipe Franks. I was very impressed with Kyle Trask. I think that's his name. Uh, I don't have my notes in front of me. I was very impressed with him. Going into the swamp versus a rival Tennessee, not really knowing what to expect. Really his first start, I think. He did okay. Now, looking at some of the other teams, I think Kentucky lost, Ole Miss lost to a non-conference team. Arkansas lost to, who was it, San Jose State maybe? So we had a couple of games where the SEC didn't look so good. Now, granted, yeah, <laughs> it's Arkansas. We get it. They suck. And it's Kentucky. They're not as good as they were a couple of years ago. So the last couple of years, Kentucky really has been a favor. Last year, they really did have a chance to get to the SEC championship. But they just can't beat the Georgias. They can't beat the Floridas. They can't beat... Uh, the LSUs, they're not there yet. So I, I look at the strength of schedule now. So, okay, Georgia has played Vanderbilt to open the season. That was a conference game on the road. 
We didn't know what kind of team we were going to have until we got out there. And we got out there and we kicked tail. The next two games were non-conference. We got out there again and just steamrolled them. Expected. And I think one thing that was exposed was Georgia's running game. So the first three games of the season, they didn't really have much competition on the defensive lines that they faced. There was, in our offensive line, we have to give them credit because these guys are massive. So Georgia, feast, feed, they, they feasted off of that massive offensive line, coupled with the poor defensive lines that they faced to run over 800 yards in the first three games. Incredible. Then they actually faced a defensive line that could stop them. And we saw, particularly in the first half, Notre Dame controlled Georgia's running game. But as Georgia continued to pick up the pace in the second half, what happened to the defensive line of Notre Dame? They started tiring out. They started not making the plays that they should be making and Georgia's running game started picking up. So if there's anything that I think Kirby Smart should work on is getting that offensive line, keeping them healthy. We lost a couple players during that game. But you know what? This was an epic matchup. I loved it. I loved the atmosphere. I loved the competitive nature of it. I loved how um, Georgia fans even cheered Notre Dame's players as they left the field. Great sportsmanship by the Georgia faithful. So, you know, again, as we get episode by episode, I'm not going to continue to talk about Georgia, although we'll focus on them a lot. You know, they're my favorite team. But um, starting to think about uh, the next couple of games here, there's some good matchups coming up. Georgia, Tennessee this coming weekend. Georgia, Florida is not that far away. Um, we've got some other matchups in the SEC. We're going to start seeing Alabama get into some of their conference games. They've had it easy, guys. <laughs> um, yeah, they're number two. They're a Nick Saban coach team. They're going to be fantastic. But I, I'm looking, I'm still looking to see who they played other than South Carolina that could have really challenged them, honestly. The same thing with Clemson. You know, Clemson... I can't think of any team they played so far that has been an even matchup. Georgia faced an uphill battle with Notre Dame. Everyone bet their marbles on Georgia. And I knew it. It was going to be close. So definitely have some exciting games coming up. I'm starting to think about college basketball. Not much to really look for in the SEC other than Kentucky. Uh, Kentucky usually is the team in the SEC that makes a tournament pretty much every year. It's uh, just one of the things you've come to expect. You expect Coach K with Duke to be in there, and you expect Calipari and Kentucky to be there. So we'll start thinking about some um, important steps in the upcoming basketball season. Yeah, I really do want to see some good SEC basketball this year. I didn't watch a lot of basketball last year. Um, I did watch March Madness. And I think that's probably the main time that I will watch college, bas college basketball is during March Madness time. It's just a great time. Um, I love filling out a bracket 
I never get very far with my bracket. It usually busts after the second round. I can do a great job picking the first two. And then it just goes to hell. So looking forward to basketball. I also want to touch on a little bit of college gymnastics. Now, I know a lot of people don't really cover that in their podcasts. And all of these guy, at least the guy sports podcasts, mostly focus on the major sports. But let me tell you, there, there are some really fantastic college gymnastic teams in the SEC. And they really do go and compete and win. So you'll have to listen to the next episode because I want to kind of highlight some of these, these girls gymnastics teams because they're just fantastic. Um, yeah, gymnastics is, is one of those things that just doesn't get a lot of attention, at least in the college world. It uh, doesn't get a lot of airtime. But it's it's always interesting to me to to see the amount of hard work that they put in. They get scholarships too. They get out there and they compete. They have to work just as hard as football players, just as hard as the baseball and basketball players. They're in it to win it as well. They're representing their university. So why don't we spend some time just focusing on some of their hard work? Be sure to subscribe to this podcast. We're going to talk about college sports, particularly SEC sports, every week. We'll have a main topic. And then what I would like to do towards the end of every podcast is do a rundown of the previous weekend's scores. I'm not going to do that this time since we just kind of set up this show. But I would like to start doing that in the, the episodes that come. Also, if you want to be a guest, if you're an avid SEC fan or not, and you want to come on as a guest for free, I don't charge or anything like that. I'm just looking for some good SEC sport conversation. Email me at secsportsvibe at gmail.com. And we'll get that set up. Well, we don't have to be local. We can do this through Skype. We can really have some fun talking about the SEC sports scene. So thank you for listening. Again, subscribe to the podcast. Head on over to makemeamanhattan.com. Subscribe to my blog. We'll get a YouTube channel going soon. I hope to be broadcasting live on YouTube and Facebook eventually. But I kind of want to get in the hang of uh, the show first. But um, looking forward to that as well. And that is all I have. So thank you again. We will see you all next week.